Hey everybody, you're listening to the Clearer Thinking Podcast from Grace Valley Church in Dundas. I'm your host, Paul Vandenbrink, the lead pastor of Grace Valley Church. Thanks for listening. All right, guys. Now, we spent two weeks looking at the life of David, which is really just scratching the surface of his life. But we're going to be moving on from David this coming Sunday. So before we leave, David, I want to look at this story uh, that we looked at on Sunday about David and Goliath um, one more time. Now, we learned in church that David was a hero to God's people. He wasn't the hero they expected. He was not the hero they were looking for. He probably was not the hero that they wanted. But he was the hero that they got, and he was the hero that they needed. That was what we looked at together on Sunday. Now, David's going to go on to be Israel's greatest king. And a question I have is this. What made David different from King Saul and from all the other kings of Israel after him. What made him different from them? What made him the man after God's own heart? What made him so successful when all these other kings seemed to fail? What we're going to do is a bit of a, a psycho-spiritual study of King David, as illustrated in our story. Now, I am not a psychologist. I don't pretend to be one, but... I am pretty interested in understanding what makes people tick, what makes people think the way they think and act the way they act. And I cannot help but be fascinated by how David, who's this 15-year-old kid at this time, musters up the courage to take on this massive enemy in Goliath. It just, it just floors me. But as I think that as we explore this passage again, we'll get some insight into that. And, I, and even though I don't think the main message of this story is to be like David, I do think that it's worth thinking about how David is a model for us to emulate. So let's just have another look at this uh, story again. Now remember, David shows up to the battlefield as a son, not a soldier. He's, it's like he's brought a care package from his dad to his brothers. And... Uh, like any curious teenager would be, he, he hears something going on at the front, uh, and so he goes to check it out. And so he asks the soldiers, what's going on up here? And they tell him. But listen to David's response. He says, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? That's verse 26. Here's what we learn from that question. The entire scene looks different to David than it did to Saul and the soldiers. They said that this man, meaning Goliath, kept coming out and defying Israel. So it's one tough soldier, one man, who is coming up against their own army. In other words, they're seeing this thing as an entirely horizontal issue. This is an issue between men. It's between armies. That's all it is. They have no vertical perspective or no vertical component to their perspective on the problem. They don't see the spiritual aspect of what's going on. But David calls Goliath an uncircumcised Philistine who is defying not just Israel, but the armies of the living God. 
David views what's going on from a completely different perspective than the rest of the Israelites. He views the scene from the perspective of his identity as a child of God. When he says uncircumcised Philistine, he's saying Goliath is outside the covenant. He's not part of God's people. And when he says the armies of the living God, he's remembering the identity of God's people. The point is this. Listen to this. Identity shapes perspective. What you think your identity is will shape your perspective on everything you face in life. David knew who he was, that he was a child of the living God. That's who he was at his core. That's who he was at bottom. That was his rock-solid foundation. And you know, what that gave him was a humble confidence, this combination between humility and confidence. And it becomes evident as the story progresses. Saul hears that there's some guy willing to fight Goliath, and so he sends for him. And it's not like he thinks, oh, this is a great idea, but he's desperate. He's all out of ideas himself anyway. And of course, uh, when he sees David, he says, uh, yeah, you can't go out there. You will get ripped apart. And again, identity shapes perspective. Saul does not see himself as a child of God. He doesn't have that identity. He doesn't even see himself really as the king of God's people. And so he can't see how victory is even possible. But what does David say in response to what Saul says to him? He says, well, you know, I know I'm not a soldier. Excuse me. But I am a shepherd. And when a lion came and took one of my sheep, I I didn't just let it go and chalk it up as a disappointing loss. I left my flock and I went after the one sheep that was lost. And when I found it, I killed that lion and I brought my lost sheep back to my flock. And when a bear tried to do the same thing, I killed the bear too. That's confidence. That's courage. And by the way, um, every story whispers his name, right, friends? What's, what's that an echo of? Matthew 18, right? Jesus gives the parable of the lost sheep. Look, no shepherd leaves a flock just for one sheep. That is not good business practice, unless you are incredibly dedicated to, sh- to your sheep. And that's how Jesus is toward us. Don't forget that. But... So David shows incredible courage and confidence. But then he also says this to Saul. Listen to this. He says, The Lord who rescued me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will rescue me from the hand of the Philistine or Philistine. In other words, you know, I'm good, but I'm not that good. I didn't just go out and do this on my own. The Lord rescued me from those enemies and he will rescue me from this one too. I'm not going out there on my own. So he shows incredible humility. See? There's no confusion for David. He had clarity. And what he was clear on was this. An enemy of God's people is an enemy of God. Let me say that again. An enemy of God's people is an enemy of God. 
Will you just stop and think about this with me for a second? An enemy of God's people is an enemy of God. Listen, when you are a Christian, that means that if someone tries to mess with you, they're messing with God. They're not just your enemy, they're God's enemy. They're not just picking a fight with you, they're picking a fight with God Almighty. Goliath was defying God. And David knew already as a young teen that the man or woman whose hope is in the Lord need not fear, even when there's something to be afraid of. It's the same thing that Paul says in Romans chapter 8. Paul there says, he has the audacity, he has the nerve to say this. What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? Here's what Paul's saying. What is your greatest nightmare? Let's let's finally talk about your fears, friends. What is your greatest fear, your greatest nightmare? Loss of love, loss of wealth, loss of health, loss of life. On the cross, Jesus Christ took the ultimate nightmare. The ultimate nightmare is to be alienated from God. If there is a God and you were made by God, unless Jesus Christ does something about the way you've lived your life, you will be lost. And that's the ultimate nightmare. The ultimate poverty, the ultimate loneliness, the ultimate death is to be lost, is to be alienated from God spiritually forever. And on the cross, Jesus Christ experienced that cosmic alienation. He took your greatest nightmares on. And what does that mean? It means that if you believe in him, you are a child of God and you are finally safe. Yes, you might lose love here. Yes, you might lose money here. Yes, you will possibly and probably lose your life here. But the only debt that can destroy you forever, the debt of sin has been paid. And the only disease that can destroy you forever, the disease of sin has been healed. There's a place in Psalm 30 that says, Weeping may tarry for the night, but joy comes with the morning. And you might think that's just rhetoric. But if you are a Christian, if you are a believer, if you put your faith in Jesus Christ, that is always true. No matter how bad things are right now, joy is on the way. And maybe if you say, what if I don't get better? What if I die? Joy is still on the way. What are we afraid of? The enemy of God's people is the enemy of God. If you believe in Jesus Christ, you are God's people. And the greatest Goliath, death, Satan, has been defeated. And nothing can ultimately touch you. Nothing can ultimately harm you. Nothing can ultimately defeat you. Because you have a conquering hero, the Lord Jesus Christ. Identity, friends, identity shapes your perspective. I am no longer a slave to fear, the song says. 
I am a child of God. If you are in Christ, that is who you are, and you have nothing, absolutely nothing to be afraid of. Pound that into your heart and find comfort in it. Well, friends, that is it for this week's episode of the Clearer Thinking Podcast. We'll see you next time. Have a great week. Thank you.